What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the First Team All-Pro Podcast. Today is July 9th, 2021, and, well, whenever you are listening to this episode, it'll be two days, well, depending on where you live in the country. Uh, At least if you're on the East Coast, it'll be two days after the Tampa Bay Lightning have officially clinched their second straight Stanley Cup. Uh, We'll get into more detail about that, talk about the series and how it all went down. And we're also going to be talking about, uh, man, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, no, I I thought I lost my train of thought, but I forgot the NBA Finals game two. Game two took place uh, the other night. So we'll get into the NBA Finals. Of course, it's the Suns and the Bucks. We'll get into that. We'll get into the detail of... uh, the Suns taking a commanding 2-0 series lead so far, and we'll have to see uh, how the Bucks bounce back. So we'll get into that in a little bit. For, but for right now, uh, let's jump right into the Stanley Cup final. So uh, as I think a lot of people really anticipated, uh, Tampa ended up clinching their second straight Stanley Cup. Uh, they ended up winning the series 4-1. Uh, they ended up winning the Game 1-0 off Ross Colton's lone goal for Tampa Bay. And a fun fact about Ross Colton, uh, I I know I have a decent amount of people that, well, not a decent amount, but I I know that I have people that listen to this podcast from Vermont or live in Vermont. And here's the fun fact about Ross Colton. He, He is actually a UVM men's hockey alum. Uh, he played a couple seasons at UVM, so uh, that's make that I think the seventh UVM, the seventh University of Vermont uh, men's hockey alum to win the Stanley Cup. And of course, the list you know goes on. I can name a few: John Leclaire, uh, Tim Thomas. Uh, if you, if you've uh, heard of him, you might you might have heard of him. Uh, you know. Uh, was one of the key pieces for the Bruins' 2011 Stanley Cup championship run. Uh, of course, Marty St. Louis, uh, when he did it, who ironically did it with Tampa in 2004. So uh, th- those are just a few. Those are uh, just a few names to go off of. But, yeah, uh, I mean, it, it, it was – it really wasn't much of a series. I'm going to be honest with you. It was really disappointing for me because, again, like, oh, I really wanted to see Montreal win it. I really wanted to see Carey Price get his first Stanley Cup. Uh, that team was against the odds all playoffs long. Everyone, everyone doubted them, like, oh, they're not going to beat the Leafs. And then they came back three from a 3-1 deficit to beat the Leafs. Oh, the Jets are going to handle them. And then they sweep the Jets uh, 4-0. And then, of course, against Vegas, everyone's like, oh, well, Vegas is going back to the final. It's easy work. And then uh, I believe Montreal won, I think, in six games, maybe five games, I think. I think it was six. But either way, um, yeah, so, you know, uh, they'll be back. Let's let's get one thing straight. They'll be back. Like – Oh, and I also forgot, spe- speaking of UVM uh, or the University of Vermont hockey alumni, uh, I believe, let me go, let me go look this up. Uh, yes, the Montreal Canadiens head coach, uh, Dominique Ducharme, 
Uh, I believe I believe I said that correctly. Uh, he was actually an alumni of UVM. So, uh, yeah, two UVM hockey alum. Uh, two UVM hockey alum were uh, playing in the Stanley Cup final. So that is a fun fact of the day. So, uh, no, it was interesting. So, so either way you look at it, I think that's a win for the program, first off, to have, you know, two former, you know, players, two former players there uh, to play for hockey's ultimate prize. That's a win. That, that, that is an ultimate win for the UVM program. And, of course, they've – of course, like I said, John LeClaire won the Stanley Cup, uh, I, who ironically did it with the Montreal Canadiens uh, in their last cup final appearance in 1993. Uh, and, of course, Marty St. Louis and Tim Thomas and uh, Patrick Sharp. I, I'm proud – that was – it's funny because I had that name – you know, when I think of the uh, guys who won the Stanley Cup from UVM, uh, I, Patrick Sharp was also one of the names I thought about. And it just completely slipped my mind because it was one of the first ones I thought of. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, either way you look at it, that's a win for the UVM hockey program to have your uh, former players compete for the for hockey's ultimate prize. But, uh Yeah. So let's get right into the Stanley Cup final series. Let's break down the games. Uh, get right into it. Game game one. Uh, let, let's face it. It was a it, it was a blowout. Five uh, one Tampa Bay. They just ran away with it. Uh, this was on June twenty eighth. Uh, the only goal for Montreal was Ben Chariot. She, no Ben Chariot. Yeah, Ben Chirot. So, so that was the only goal, and he had that was on his only shot of the uh, game. Again, I apologize if I uh, mispronounce some of those names, but uh, let, let's take a look at uh, who scored for Tampa. Uh, of course, Nikita Kucherov, two goals and an assist, three points in game one. Braden Point had three assists uh, in game one, so three points there. Eric Chernak had a goal. Uh, Blake Coleman had an assist. Barclay Goudreau had an assist. Yanni Gord had an had a goal. Uh, Palat had an assist. Sergachev had an assist. Stamkos had a goal, and I think that's it. And uh, Vasilevsky made 18 saves on 19 uh, 19 shots, allowing only one goal in. So if you really think about it, I mean. Tampa just out, and this was the story. This was the story of the series. Uh, Tampa just outshot Montreal just about every game. Again, let's look at game one. Uh, I uh, twenty-seven uh, shots Carey Price faced in game one. He made twenty-two saves, but uh, yeah, it was just once Tampa. That that's the thing with Tampa. Uh, once they get going, once they start getting pucks to the net, you know whether it's via tip deflections, wraparounds, or just or just shooting it straight from the point, uh, you know it, it, it's it's hard to it's hard to kill them off. I mean, and, and I was watching the game the other night. I think Montreal was on the power play, uh, one of the only power plays of the game. This was, of course, Game Five, and uh, it was just 
it, it looked from what I was watching, it looked like there was not much of a power play. It looked like it was just Tampa, like Tampa for, you know, they were shorthanded and they were still getting some prime scoring chances. Like there's an issue there, but uh, nonetheless, well, let's get right into game two. Let's just, uh, let, let's break down the scoring chart and of our, yeah, let's break down the scoring chart. Who scored in this game? Again, it was another one goal game for Montreal. Or were they well? Another game where they uh, only scored one goal. That was Nick Suzuki, uh, and this was in game two. Tampa Bay, of course, they had. And I, everyone wants to like talk about you know them being eighteen million dollars over the cap, even though they already broke it, uh, broke it down, and basically said it was illegal. Uh, but that, that that that's a I'm not even going to argue about that either way like this either either way you look at it 18 million over the cap or not uh they were clearly the better team all postseason uh and this was pretty pretty obvious I mean th- this was a well-oiled machine they didn't just have like one particular line they had all four lines going John Cooper knew how to get his guys going and you know credit to him and they credit to him and the rest of the team because guess what? Now they want back to back Stanley Cups. So before anyone tries to argue about the eighteen million dollar over the cap, I feel like even with Stamkos, even if Stamkos uh, and you know Kucherov were still hurt and they didn't come back until later in the postseason, I still I, I feel like Tampa still would have been the biggest threat in the playoffs. And probably would have been back in the Stanley Cup. Well, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel like they still would have made the Stanley Cup final. Either that, or honestly, if if because the the way the way I look at it is is they have not ju- it's more than just two or three guys doing the damage for the team. You know, obviously you got goal scorers in Stamkos and Kucherov, but you got guys like Hedman, you got Sorelli. Barkley Goudreau, Tyler Johnson, Ryan McDonough, who's had a fantastic Stanley Cup playoffs and a fantastic Stanley Cup final. So when, when you have a team that's rolling, like when all those players are doing their job, th- that's the type of team that's hard to beat in the playoffs and hard to beat in the, you know, Stanley Cup final. And unfortunately for Montreal, I mean, th- this, this was the case. But yeah, let's get into uh, game two. Vasilevsky was a brick wall, 42 saves on 43 shots. I think this might have been, I think game two was the only time Montreal outshot them. I could be wrong about that. He only allowed one goal in that game. One goal. And he faced 43 shots. He got peppered all night in game two. And and now look at the shots Carey Price faced. 23 shots, 23 shots. He made 20 saves. And again, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm going to, here's my next point. Like sometimes you just got to get a little bit. It doesn't matter how many shots you get on net. You got to get, sometimes you got to get lucky bounces. You got to get some lucky breaks. And, you know, despite being outshot poorly, uh, Tampa was able to, uh, convert on the few opportunities they got. They took a commanding 2-0 series lead uh, heading into Montreal. 
game three. Game three. Let's go right into it. Victor Hedman, two points. He had a goal and assist. Tyler Johnson had two goals. Andre Palat had two assists. Eric Chernak had an assist. Anthony Sorelli had an assist. Blake Coleman with a goal. And Jan Ruda with a goal. So, and Vasilevsky, uh, he made uh, 32 saves off 35 shots. So, you know, 30 goals allowed. But at the end of the day, Tampa was able to convert on their chances. And this, again, this was, I, I, I mean, I, I guess Montreal wasn't, or I guess Tampa, no, wait. I guess Montreal wasn't terribly outshot in the, in games two and three. Uh, because considering they had more shots on goal, uh, more shots than uh, Tampa, I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm right. Yeah, but. Carey Price made uh, 24 saves off 29 shots. And again, this is where the whole, where all the, you know, lucky bounces come into play, lucky breaks. And, you know, it just didn't go, you know, it just didn't go, it just, it just didn't go the way Montreal or any Montreal fans wanted it to go. But then we get in the game four and uh, basically what would have been a sweep if Tampa uh, won, but... It was a back-and-forth game. It was arguably the best game Montreal played. Well, actually not true. They played a pretty – I thought they played a pretty good game five as well. But I think by far, like, this was the best game they played in the series. Uh, let's see. Vasilevsky made uh, – Andre Vasilevsky made tw 18 saves off 21 shots. So he didn't really get peppered too much. I mean, I could be wrong. And then Carey Price, 32 saves and on uh, 38 or 32 saves on 34 shots. So, uh, and of course, anyone that watched the overtime, you knew what happened. Uh, Cole Caulfield, uh, I, I believe it was Cole Caulfield, tried to get a shot to the net. And then um, I, I, could, I could be wrong. It was either Caulfield or Anderson that put the initial shot on. And then Josh Anderson cleaned it up, sent Bell Center into a frenzy, and Montreal gets a huge win. Uh, and this was July 5th. This, of course, was Game 4. And then uh, we all know the result of Game 5. Lightning win. Lightning clinch back-to-back uh, -back Stanley Cups. Last team to do it was the Pittsburgh Penguins back in uh, 2016. Uh, I believe 2015, 2016, and 2016, 2017, when they uh, when they beat the Sharks the first time around and beat the Predators the second time around. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, let let let's face it, Tampa was just too much. Like regardless, like a lot again, going back to the points I, I made earlier, like 18 million dollars over the cap or not, like I'm pretty sure the NHL said it was legal. I'm pretty sure like everyone, everyone I've listened to, everyone I've paid attention to, like, you know, who wrote articles on this, like, I'm pretty sure it was confirmed it was illegal. Now, whether or not the rule gets changed, I'm sure that'll happen at some point. But either way, either way you look at it, Tampa was a well-oiled machine. Like, let's face it. I mean, they were going to be the, you know... I'm not a Tampa fan, obviously. I have my own, you know, 
I have my own allegiances. You know, I'm a New York Rangers fan, but it, I mean, it was pretty obvious that Tampa was going to be a heavy favorite heading into to uh, next season uh, after they won in the bubble. But uh, I mean, Tampa just came out and just lit everyone up. I mean, what, what, let's go to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Well, let's just look at the, some of the rest of the games. And I know I got to get to the NBA finals at some point. But uh, let, let, let's get right into it. Uh, let's see. Who, who did Tampa play in the first round? Uh, I, I want to say it was – no, it wasn't Carolina. I think they played Florida. Let's see. There's so, just so many games. Yeah, Tampa just – let's see. I don't want to waste too much time here because I kind of want to talk about the uh, NBA Finals. Let's look at their games. Okay, here we go. They they absolutely – first off, I, honestly, the team where they really seem to have a little bit of struggle with uh, uncertain – well, no, they – I mean, they had a little bit of a struggle with Florida. I mean – I mean, if you look at that series, I mean, it was pretty good. Most of the games were close with the exception of, uh, well, no, not most of the games were close. Only really like two or three games were close. Uh, I mean, half the games were close. Really, the first three games of the series were close. I mean, Tampa won 5-4 in game one against Florida, uh, and then they won 3-1 in game two. So that was only a two-goal difference in game two, and then... The Panthers, of course, won in game three. But everything else after that, like... Uh, and then game four, Tampa just crushed Florida. And, you know, well, you know the rest of the story. Tampa ends up winning 4-0 in uh, game six. They ended up winning that series in six, of course. Then they played the Hurricanes. And honestly... I, I th honestly think the best two series them played was against Carolina and the Islanders. Those were the two best series. Now, obviously, it said Tampa. Obviously, Tampa won in five games against Carolina, but the, not one of those games were a blowout. Not one of those games were a blowout. I mean, the first, the first like three games of that series were decided by one goal or less. Or well, wow. Uh, two goals or less. Well, technically one goal because the Lightning won the first two games by one goal and Carolina won uh, by one in game three. But either way, and then of course you got the Islanders and talk about a team, talk about a team that's definitely going to be back. That's going to be a team you're going to have to really look out for. The Islanders, I guarantee you at some point, I will call me crazy, but I think that's going to be a team that makes a Stanley Cup final within the next three years. Call me crazy, but I'm calling it. I I think the Islanders are going to end up in the Stanley Cup final in one of these next three years. And that was a great series as well. But again, just Tampa was too much. They got they got the breaks they needed. And I mean, hats off to John Cooper and the rest of the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. They just did a tremendous job you know, all around. I mean, the players as well. I mean, Andre, anyone that watched the Lightning in the playoffs, 
you know, like Andre Vasilevsky was basically a brick wall. I mean, it, it was like crystal clear. I mean, especially against, uh, let me see. I get, let's see. I mean, against the Islanders, he posted two shutouts against the Islanders. He shut out the hurricane. He got a shutout against the Hurricanes. Uh, he did get a shutout against the. I, I think, and that brings up another point. I'm pretty sure he had like either four or five shutouts in the play playoffs. I could be wrong about that. Let's see. Let's let's double track that. Let's let's check that. Okay, one, two. Three. I'm counting the game. Sorry if I'm talking to the mic about that. Four, five. I think he had like six shutouts, actually. One, two, three. Let's see. Four, five. No, I think he had my mistake. He had a. Uh, he had five shutouts. Uh, I just want to double check on that again. I, I don't really want to go too much into it, but let's see. Uh, one, two, three. Thank you. I think it was five. Yeah, he was. He had he had like five shutouts, and I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure he also had a shutout in like every single series, which was. Something interesting to note. I I could be wrong, but uh, either way, I'll go back and double check that when this episode ends. Uh, I, I I think I think he has a shutout in every series. I could be wrong. Either way, Tampa Bay just dominated. Uh, I re I honestly thought the Islanders were gonna, you know. I I honestly thought with the way they were playing in that series, I thought and you know the momentum off the uh, series win against Boston, I honestly thought they were gonna push Tampa uh, off the edge, but I was wrong. I mean, I, I said uh, I think last episode, I think I said or two episodes ago, I said Islanders in seven, and well, that it kind of just backfired for me, but. Nonetheless, let's head into the NBA Finals. Uh, might as well talk about that, and then we'll cut off the episode for today. Uh, I mean, Suns are two wins away. The Suns are two wins away. Uh, if you really and also ju just a just a fun fact: the first two games of the series almost ended in the exact same score. I know this this is a little bit of a dumb fun fact to add in there, but. The Suns won game one, 118 to 105, and won game two, 118 to 108. <laughs> so I, I thought that was I, I thought that was fun. I thought that was funny. But uh yeah, let, let's look at game one. Giannis Antetokounmpo had a double double. Chris Middleton went off uh in game one as well. He had 29 points and seven rebounds, four assists. Giannis had 20 points, 17 rebounds, and four assists. But then you look at the Suns. I mean, oh my goodness. Like, they had six different players tally double-digit points. And that, that again, I thought that was the difference maker. Like, yeah, Chris Middleton scored. Yeah, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, they, both of them got double-digit points. They had 20-plus points. But at the end of the day, if you look at what, what Phoenix did, I mean, 
Chris Paul had 32 points, Devin Booker 27, DeAndre Ayton 22, uh, Cameron Johnson and Cameron Payne with 10 apiece, and Mikhail Bridges with 14. But like, look at DeAndre Ayton in Game One. Look at that stat. Look at these stats: 22 points and 19 rebounds. 19 rebounds. That is absolutely absurd. That is absolutely absurd. And, of course, you know, Chris Paul and Devin Booker obviously dropping some points. I mean, Chris Paul had 32 that night. I mean, and I'm going to be honest. Like I said, like, I'm not a fan of either one of these teams. But, like I said, I want to really see CP3 get his first. Now, uh, obviously, game three, that is tomorrow at 8 o'clock. Uh Nope, wrong. Uh, don't listen to what I just said about that. Uh, the game is Sunday, July 11th, not the 10th, at 8 o'clock. So I'll be watching that. Uh, and of course, you know, the Suns. First off, Giannis had an unreal game too. 42 points, 12 rebounds, and 4 assists in game two. But again, it just wasn't enough. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean... I, I don't know what happened. I mean, but they all they got the Bucks like got held to 16 points in that second quarter, which kind of surprised me a little bit. I think I, I think, you know, again, obviously offense plays a role, you know, trying to get into a groove, you know, trying to have everyone catch fire uh definitely helps. But obviously you're gonna have you're gonna have points like during the game where, you know, or points in the playoffs or where, you know, people Go on cold streaks, you know, people don't, you know, people you thought would heat up just don't. And I mean, but again, looking looking back at the Suns, I mean, Bridges had 27 in game two. Crowder with uh, 11 and 10, he had a double-double. DeAndre Ayton uh, had 10 points and 11 rebounds. That's another double-double. And of course, the two big pieces right here, two of the, uh, two of, uh, two of basically the three big pieces for Phoenix, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul going off again. Devin Booker had 31 points, six assists, five rebounds. Chris Paul had 23 points, eight assists, and four rebounds. I mean, I, I remember, you know, seeing that guy, that Suns fan who basically when he was fighting that Nuggets fan that said Suns and four, uh, when he held up his four fingers, I think it's really, really becoming more of a possibility with the Suns taking game two now. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens. But, you know, I I personally would want it to go seven games or six games. Just so, you know, you know, I, I, I honestly don't want the postseason to end. I mean, we just, you know, hockey ended like two days ago. Uh, but anyway, well, with that being said, uh, I'm going to call it an episode right here. Peace out. I'll see you guys in the next episode.